Hey, this is Nick from BJJ Pandas. This is Vic. And we are back. So, hey, if you're listening for the first time, just uh, thank you for coming and joining us. Appreciate that. If you've been a listener since the beginning, going to make a slight apology. We took a break. So last episode you heard was back in April. Now we are in September, almost almost October, and we haven't been able to really produce a whole lot of content for you. So a lot of things going on. This uh, episode number... Uh, whatever the number is. It was uploaded today. I think it's like 32. Something like that. Actually walks through why we haven't been around and talks about the journey that we've had as we go through. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Hopefully you enjoyed it. It's an amazing podcast. Lots of cool stuff. If you've been listening forever, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. I've heard you. I've, I've been getting messages and people telling me, where's the podcast? I miss Monday mornings. We're back. We are absolutely back and back for uh, at least the duration. So we do have, you'll notice a little bit of an audio degradation. Uh, if you listen to some of the original content, it sounds like complete shit. And then if you listen to like episode four through something, it sounds much better. And then if you listen to, at some point, uh, the episodes, they sound really, really good. And now we're kind of back to the much better stage because my board broke. Um, oh, we'll get it back. If I had that board, I'd make like a wah, wah, wah. So yeah. I don't have that board. So hopefully we're going to get that back here pretty soon, and the the the, the uh, audio quality will go back to where it was. But the content has always been amazing. Yeah. So welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Hey, real quick, just want to plug a couple of things we have going on. So uh, do you want to just give a shout out to Triple Crown MMA? So that's the gym that both Vic and I train out of, and Jordan Sullivan. So really excited to be there. Uh, but do you want to do a couple of uh, shameless promotional plugs? Yeah, I have to. Uh, Got to. All right. Well, as long as you guys are okay with it. Uh, not going to be like a, a, a JRE episode where I plug everything in the you entire world. Well, not everything. Not, yeah. <laughs> uh, so BJJ Pandas. Guys, you all had inspired me to start a line of geese and no gi wear. My wife also started Shadow Realm BJJ with Elisa Hampton, so super excited. We have a full line of gear. So we have geese, we have rash guards, we have shorts. The whole shebang. Every, you want it, we got it. Well, not everything. Not most. Just most about things. everything. Just about everything. We do patches, we do shirts, we do hoodies, hats, pretty much whatever you'd want uh, if, you're, if you're practicing BJJ. We have slides. We have slides. We yes. don't really have slides. Well, we kind of have slides. We can't... Working on. I tried them. They weren't great. I don't want to sell them. If we uh, yeah, so okay, we're, we're good. Uh, yeah. But we, we're, we, working out. we're also working on boxing gloves and shin guards for our striking fans. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. If you head over to BJJPandas.com, you're going to see a great website that actually has a bunch of links. One of those links is to all the previous podcasts. You'll be able to see those. Uh, there's also a link to our gear. So if you click on products, you can go to BJJPandasGear.com forward slash store, which is a lot to remember. So just go to BJJPandas.com. And you'll be able to see a full line of all the different products that we offer. You can pick them up in person if you're in the tri-state Kentucky, Cincinnati area. Or you can get them sent to you because we ship. So that's certainly a thing. Credit card, PayPal, whatever you want to use. Uh, and guys, we are so excited to be back. I'm excited. We have the, this uh, BJJ Pandas line, Shadow Realm line of gear that is going out all over the country. We have uh, schools that are supporting uh, the, the line throughout the country by using us as their provider of their gear for their academies. And we have them all over here in Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, all over the place. So we are everywhere, and we're really, really excited. The other thing I'd ask, and I think Vic asks more than I do, is if you want to share your story, let us know. Go on to bjjpandas.com, click the Contact Us, shoot me a message on Instagram, shoot me a message on Facebook, bjjpandas, Shadow Realm, bjj, either one, and uh, click, like it, follow us, 
to all the things you do on social media. And we're going to grow this thing to be huge. So We want your story. We do. I want your story. Vic wants your story. Our Give audience it to wants us. your story. We all want it. Everybody wants to hear your journey. Guys, so with that, hopefully you enjoy the episodes. Let us know what you think, and we'll talk to you all soon. Hello and welcome to episode two of our Jiu-Jitsu podcast. My name is Sean Snyder. I'm Nick Chernoff. And I'm here to interview Nick this morning. So, how old are you, Nick? I am 41 years yeah, young. You finally got... I do every, right. every time anybody asks me how old I am... I'm I, 30. Oh, no. But at I least you weren't born in the 70s. That's... I was not. I have a dear, dear loving wife who was. She was born in the 70s. She is super, super old. And she trains... She does. She does. She trains jiu-jitsu and she trains uh, kickboxing also. She actually started with kickboxing. She's only recently started doing it. I didn't know that. I thought she started with jiu-jitsu. No, she hated people crawling on top of her. Was what she well, said. that's fair. Yeah. You know, that it does take a special person to allow. For sure. For sure. Much heavier, much lighter, stinky sometimes people to crawl all over you. Anybody in general, yeah. 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 Um, so the whole family trains. You, you have the daughters. I have two daughters. I have one who uh, she'll be 14 on Sunday, and then I have one five-year-old who, uh, by the way, I'm really horrible at kids' ages also. It's not just my age. It's ages in general that I think at. It's a quick story. When I was in Boston, so we'll talk about where I came from, but I was in Boston, uh, and I was being interviewed after I was doing some nonprofit work, and the woman asked me how old my kids kids were, and I have one at the time, just Madison. And I said, I have a, a beautiful four-year-old daughter. She was six. <laughs> I went on uh, yeah, local Boston television and told the entire world that my six-year-old was four. So, yeah, my mind like, gets stuck on certain ages and, and certain time frames. So. That's funny. I suppose that's being old. Yeah. Did you get any trouble for that? Uh, I did not get in trouble for that. I don't think I let her see it. She was six, so she wasn't big into the news. And that was like you know, Channel 9 news. Or oh, there you go. So, why did you start getting into jiu-jitsu? Let's just jump right into why. Sure, sure. So, I tried a couple different martial arts. Um, I was a, a, a bigger fella. What did you try before this? Uh, I tried a few different things. So, when I was a kid, I did Taekwondo. Did and, you like, really? Local CYO. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, <laughs> so... so uh, <laughs> We're not saying it's not a good art. No, 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 no. Not saying that's not a good art necessarily. I mean, it might be horrible. I don't Someone know. Someone just turned it off. The version I, just, I could feel that. Yeah, the Taekwondo that I took was taught at the local CYO uh, in like this this big warehouse uh, building that was converted into like a gymnasium. And um, I, yeah, I think we learned how to count in Korean. I think it was. And that's about, like, I don't remember how to count in Korean. I just remember that we counted in Korean. <laughs> you joined a cult. <laughs> I mean, it, it said Taekwondo on the, on the door. I can't tell you that it was or was not Taekwondo. I cannot confirm nor deny. I did it for, like, I don't know, a month. And then. <laughs> how old were you then? God, must have been. I was young. Okay, uh, so you're seven, you're... eight years old. Oh, like okay. Yeah, it was tremendous just... long ago. Yeah. And, and I remember that when I wanted to get my first belt, I was eligible to get a belt. You had to do a, a belt test. Right. 
So you learn katas, mm-hmm. and then you know if you do the kata well, you can do a belt test, and then you can. We had to pay for the belt test. And right. I have no idea how much money it was because can I was twenty thirty bucks. Okay, my parents didn't have twenty or thirty dollars, so they said, "Well, you can't do that because you don't have enough money for the test." And I said, "Well, screw it, I'm not going to do it anymore." So that that abruptly ended my uh, martial art journey. But see, right, right there, like just kind of fast forwarding because we we teach the kids class. We do, and there's kids that literally, if we don't give them a stripe or they're not getting a belt, like. Is there really a point to all of this? So I, I just I like seeing that connection there because I was the same way, especially yeah. when I was a kid. Um, okay, so you tried Taekwondo. What else? Uh, Anything else? Yeah, no Taekwondo. Was, that was it. That okay. was that was my okay, so, martial arts background. Okay, all right. So well, so before uh, the journey started, right? So before the, mm-hmm. it was, I was thirty eight years old. Uh, so it would have been three years ago. So two thousand what eighteen. I decided that I wanted to go ahead and, and try something, right? So I wanted to get physically active and fit. So uh, I was a, a bit on the bigger side. You're a lot smaller than when we first met. I am. I so, am about a, a human being smaller. Uh, at least a human being. Yeah. So how much did you weigh when you started? So I, I weighed right about... So when I started my weight loss journey, so this is just, just prior to jiu-jitsu... I was about 350-ish, 355, Ooh. yeah, six foot, so 350. Uh, I was I, I was a good-looking 350, though. I was pretty sexy. That was pretty awesome. Uh, but realized that as I was getting older, that was not a sustainable weight without a heart attack. I remember looking around, and I'm like, you know, you don't see a lot of fat 70-year-olds. Like, that's not a thing. There's probably a reason for that. I mean, I'll die of heart attacks and strokes. And- it's very true. Now, you, you told me a story before. And I, I feel like it's a fun story, so I want I want you to share it because sure. it's not embarrassing by any means. But I heard you got bullied into a five k. I did, I did. So this is this is kind of how you know, of course, being overweight, and being morbidly obese. Quite honestly, I mean, I would probably be eligible for one of those those stomach stapling things or something. But um, you, you're always trying to lose weight, right? I think people. Uh, that I've encountered, so I'm not going to speak for everyone, but people that I've encountered myself, you're never happy at that weight. You know, you kind of convince yourself that you are in some ways. Right. Uh, again, I can only speak personally for me and the people that I know, but you're never happy. And the reason I know that is because you're always trying to lose weight, right? You're always thinking about how to lose weight. Well, when I was heavy, I was always uncomfortable. And I, I, I mean, I've been uncomfortable my entire life. So I guess I found comfort in uncomfortability with that. So, you know, I've, I've always been big. So since I was a kid, I was, I was big. Um, but anyway, so I, I'd gone through multiple iterations of dieting and working out and going to the gym and doing this and doing that and moved to Cincinnati. And there was a, a woman that I worked with, uh, named Whitney, close friends with her family and her husband, her son, my wife and, and her friends. So we were kind of chatting one day and we we're talking about how, you know, we're going to get more, more physically fit. We're going to go to the gym together. And, uh, there was a 5k coming up here in Cincinnati and she said, you should do a 5K. And I said, look at me. I don't run. <laughs> and she, uh, she said, no, no, no. We, we can do it. We can do it. And I said, you can do it. You can do it. I, I'm not, I can't run like a block. How do you expect me to run for 3.1 miles? She said, no, no, no. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'm like, all right, whatever, Whitney. And then uh, a few hours later, she said, hey, what's your personal email address? I'm like, what are you that for? She's like, just, just what is it? Um, so I gave it to her. We didn't think anything of it. And it was about an hour later, I get an email from this, I forget even which, oh, it was the, was it the donut 5K or something? 
Uh, Krispy Kreme 5K, I think was the first one. Uh, apropos, right? Uh, and it's like, congratulations, and thank you for signing up for the Krispy Kreme 5K. And I just stood up and looked at Whitney, and I said, what did you do? <laughs> what have you done? And she said, we're doing a 5K, I told you. And I'm like, oh, Christ. And, and at that point, it was on. Like, we had to do it. So we went for our first... Uh, training run, I guess you'd call it. I'm not a runner, by the way. I'm still not a runner. You I'm ran running. with me before. I, 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 at this point, can run. I just still <laughs> do not enjoy running. We went for our first first training run, and it was at the parking lot of our work, so we work in a big office building. And uh, we started running, I think we went about 40 yards. If she told the story, probably closer to 20. And, <laughs> and I couldn't breathe. And I looked at her and I said, hey, which side of your chest is your heart on? Because it hurts. And she's like, which side does it hurt on? I said, my left. She said, you're fine. Keep running. So I'm pretty sure I almost died that day. Um, he saw Jesus at least twice as I was running. Uh, he's real, folks. I saw him. Uh, so, so we, uh, it, was, it was rough. It was a rough go. But we started going more and more. And that was the first one I did. Uh, I think I probably walked about half of it. I probably did 5K in like, I don't know, 48 minutes, I think, or something. So, you know, not an impressive it's time. Starting by any, point. Any feet, but you figure at six foot and 350 pounds. Yeah. Uh, I am fairly muscular, but with 350 pounds, there's a whole lot of yeah, not muscle on there also. So trying to get that moving in one one direction consistently was, was tough. So that's how I started losing weight. Uh, and then right. through that, we started working out at the, the YMCA. So in our parking lot of our work, we had a YMCA. Oh, that's convenient. It was it was great. Uh, so we all went in. We signed up. So it was Whitney. It was myself. It was two other folks that were on our team. So a woman named Laurel and our boss, who was Elizar Acosta. Uh, and I was far and away the least in shape person. So Elizar, he was a pretty fit person. He played soccer. He ran, you know, fairly athletic. Uh, Laurel, just you could hear average woman. She was actually getting married at one point, so she's trying to lose weight for her wedding. And then Whitney, who was a CrossFit fanatic, so she uh, did CrossFit for a long time. Uh, in fact, she did CrossFit while she was pregnant for her first child, her son Carter. Uh, I think she was probably doing CrossFit like just before labor or something. Like she's that kind of person. Where she's super dedicated, hard work. Like she pushes every boundary. She bought into the cult. Uh, she did. Yeah. She did, and she's good at it too. She's really good at it. Yeah. So she was kind of our, our leader. I don't want to know if I want to call it a trainer. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I know cults are everywhere. <laughs> Uh, but she, she would, she would program her workouts and she'd set it all up and it was good. It was good. So we started doing that. And then I was like, oh man, I, I want to get back into martial arts. Like, I think it's cool. Right. I just, I didn't know what, but I thought it would just be cool to do a martial art. Um, so looking around, I've got a really good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Drew Note. He'll be on the podcast at some point. Yeah. He was just in town. I he really was, wish we could have got it. Got him in here. Yeah, we will. We will for sure. He comes down, down quite a bit. So he's in the Army. He's been in the Army for an eternity. I met him back in 1997, I think it was, 97, 98. So I've known him longer than pretty much anyone other than my parents on this planet. Um, really good friend of mine. We've been through a lot of stuff together. And he trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu back in the early 2000s. Uh, he got his blue belt and then he in, in New Jersey. So he's he trained with some pretty pretty iconic names in the, in the sport. And then life got in the way for him. He's in the army. So he got re, you know, moved, got stationed all over the place. And every three or four years they moved. So he moved and he wasn't able to really find a gym that he liked. And then, 
Uh, he, you know, life happened again. He'll tell his story. He'll tell his story and, and kind of see, you know, what his journey was all about. But he was adamant that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was the way to go. So I was looking around for different places at the time. My uh, my daughter was doing gymnastics. So I was like, oh, there's this place in you know nearby that does gymnastics. And upstairs, they actually do a martial arts studies class, I think they call it. So it was like three guys in a room. They watched a bunch of instructionals and they'd kind of walk through whatever it was they did. Uh, I forget different arts, but I think we, we dabbled a little bit in jujitsu. We did some Aikido, just some different stuff. And I was like, eh, I mean, this is cool, but I don't feel like I'm really learning anything. I feel right. like I'm just watching videos and have some training partners was really what it was. And it, it was good. It was a good way to get introduced. But we started looking around and um, we had seen Triple Crown MMA which is where we train here in, in Florence, Kentucky. We'd seen that when we first moved here. And my wife and I kind of talked about doing it. And we showed up. But every time we showed up, nobody was here because they're only here when there's classes going on. And, you know, we're busy at night and just kind of doing other things. And finally, I was able to stop by and talk to the owner, Jordan Sullivan, and meet him. And my, my youngest was three and a half at that time. My oldest was, backwards math, 11-ish at the time. And... I, just, I dug the vibe. I was like, oh, you know what? This is this seems like it's good people. It seems like something I want to do. And again, back to Drew. So Drew was he was kind of definitely tell, pushing me in the way of jujitsu and telling me what to look for in a gym and what I should be thinking about when I join a gym. So I went here. I went to another gym up in Cincinnati. Also, they seem to be a bit more fight focused, like fighters. And again, I'm you know 350 pounds. I played football in high school, but other than that, and when I say played football, I was a lineman because I was a great big feller. And I just run into people, you know, a whopping three yards away and just make sure I didn't get to my quarterback. Uh, so fat was good. Uh, it, it, it allowed me the it much to needed. Yeah. So not a whole lot of athleticism, as it were. I think he did shot put in, in high school also because, I don't know, a bunch of friends that were on the football team wanted to do track and field, more of the field than the track part. Uh, so we did shot put. Uh, and that was, you know, again, the extent of my athletic abilities. Um, so... Not a fighter by any means, but wanted to get healthy and wanted to learn yeah. jiu-jitsu. So, again, we stopped in here, had a great experience at Triple Crown, and uh, decided to join and got the whole family involved. So that's kind of how I got into it. Uh, at that point, I was probably about 320, 325, 330, somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, so, again, been working out during lunch for the past couple of weeks, probably a month at that point. Uh, maybe a little bit longer, and then yeah, gotten here and, and started doing jujitsu. Yeah, I always see that when people join right before they join, they always say, "I, I want to get in shape first before I join." Mm. I love that because yeah. then it's like you have no idea what you're about to do, do you? Because right. you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go run, and it's going to be fine, and I can lift some weights," and then all of a sudden, an 85 pound purple belt gets on inside control. You're like, I can't bench press them off of me. Right. What's well, going I can't. on? As soon as I <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you see that a lot with folks is yeah. I'm going to get in shape before I train. Well, and it's funny because now you see that, but, uh, so part of my role here at triple crown, uh, I do a lot of like the just meet and greet as people come in. So I'm here all the time. So I kind of walked into a role of, of greeting people as they come in, making sure they sign the waivers, making sure they, they feel comfortable and at home. Um, and it, a lot of times we'll get people, oh, yeah, no, I, I run. I'm a marathon runner. I'm like, that's cool. You're going to be exhausted. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they do. And they're like, man, this is just a different kind of workout. Right. Have you ever been punched in the face <laughs> while trying to run? Has anyone ever manipulated <laughs> all of your joints at the same time while sitting on you while you're running? Because that's kind of what this is. Because that's exactly what's going to happen here. 
and everyone's just going to start screaming, shrimp, <laughs> shrimp. Or stand up, just stand up. <laughs> yeah, well, there's some feller on top of me. I can't stand up. Now, you had a story about a ghee incident yeah. that happened yeah. when you were much larger. Yeah, so funny thing about big fellers, uh, we're tough on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as anybody who's listening to this podcast that trains knows uh, a gi for jiu-jitsu, it's, it's pretty sturdy. Uh, I mean, it's meant to, to it's meant to be pulled and yanked on and choked with and, and grabbed and all sorts of fun things, so you know, should be pretty strong. Uh, but my first gi, combat corner gi, so nothing bad about combat corner. No, no, no that's uh, a good story. Great gis. Yeah, they make really good stuff, high-quality stuff. Uh, I was trying to do a triangle. Uh, we were working triangles. That was the, the drill of the day. So you go back and forth in the triangle from left and then right and then left and then right and then left and right. And I tried to shoot my hips up, but my hips didn't go up because there was a whole lot of stuff on top of my hips, mostly uh, visceral fat. And as I thrust my hips into the air, I heard a giant rip. And as I pulled someone's head right into my uh, triangle, my britches ripped seam to seam right in the, uh, in the old caboose there. So, uh, something fun about Nick, he uses words like britches. Those yeah, are pants. I do, So, yeah. his gee pants ripped. Yeah. My gee in the crotch. The britches. Uh, so, when, whenever he uses words, if you don't understand it, just drop a comment. I speak very <laughs> fluent shirt off, so I can, uh, I can yeah. translate for you. Yeah. That, that was... Well, at that point, my under britches <laughs> were, uh, were definitely showing. So oh. at, the, at the rest of the, the class, so that was warm-ups, right? So that was just after the, the line drills we were going into warm-ups. So the rest of the class, I had uh, ripped britches, and my underbritches were sticking out. Uh, good thing I was wearing underbritches, by the way. Yeah, uh, which so, wear underwear, folks. Clean geese, clean underwear. Clean uh, your ass. That's just funny. So, so, yeah, that was good. That was fun. Going to 2020 now, mm. COVID. Right. Yeah, that was awful. COVID hit, we shut down, everybody shutting down. So for me, um, you know, not only we shut down, the gym that I was working at shut down. I stopped going to work every day. So I sat in my basement and worked out of my basement. The only quiet place in my house. I got two kids. Yeah. Uh, wife, there's so you know, kind of chaos in the house constantly. Two dogs in the house. So the basement was really the only place I could go that wasn't extraordinarily loud and, and just, you know, a lot of stuff happening. So, yeah, I got locked in my basement for all intents and purposes. And uh, the organization I worked for it was considered an essential service. So while my function wasn't, the, the, the company that I worked for was. So we were all asked to do different things, right? We had to do things that were never, ever, ever part of what we'd ever done before. So, you know, I was, I was uh, sitting in my basement for 10, 12, 15 hours a day in some cases, just trying to get this, this body of work done. And wasn't going to the gym, wasn't seeing people, wasn't going to, to jiu-jitsu. So really just kind of had nothing. Tried to build a, a bit of a home gym, but the motivation wasn't necessarily there because I was working so much. And I think one of the things that I really love about jiu-jitsu is the community. Yeah. You know, people pushing you and you pushing yourself and testing yourself every day. You know, it's one of the few martial arts where you can train something and then actively try to execute whatever it is you were just training, right? So you think about... A triangle, we're talking about triangles, right? So I can learn and I can drill and I can practice doing that, but then I do it against somebody who's actually giving me resistance. Right. right? Someone who doesn't want me to do a triangle. But yeah, that's the thing is, you know, you can show something all day, but it's 
can I apply this when someone doesn't want me to put them in a triangle? Right. Yeah, that's and that's the great thing about this. For sure, is you know, a punch is a punch, a kick's a kick, but then this is different. You know, this is I don't want you to choke me, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. Oh crap! Now I've got to fight that. Right. You know, so it's yeah. And I'm trying to think of of what you're going to do and what your reaction is going to be, so that I can counter that reaction. And it's this constant back and forth right. game. So that back and forth requires two people. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I didn't have two people. It was just me. So my, my daughters both train, but, you know, as being a, a bigger fella, I'm tremendously larger than they are and, and I'm still a white belt. Like, I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. So it was it was really tough because I lost the gym. I lost both gyms and I lost that human contact piece. So it was a really rough few months, uh, which is, I'm sure it was for everybody, right? So I'm not trying to create a sob story here. I think that's kind of the... the yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, you're right. Everyone is yeah. going through it at that point, but... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was not a lot of fun, but we, we came back pretty quickly. Um, Tyler Hampton, awesome dude. Uh, we started doing some privates, just he and I, you know, together, uh, started, and that's when I started kickboxing. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not super comfortable yet. You know, this is like, what was it? May, like May, June-ish time frame. Yeah. So it'd been a couple of months, uh, didn't really know, you know, what everything was about. I think there was just a lot of un- misunderstanding and, and, Unknown, not misunderstanding, but just unknowns of what this thing was and what the pandemic is all about and what the, the coronavirus is all about, uh, specifically COVID-19. So I, I wasn't really feeling jiu-jitsu because it's a really close quarter sport. Yeah. Uh, so we started doing stand-up, so kickboxing specifically. So Tyler is a very professional kickboxer. So started working out with him uh, three times a week and started to, to get into stand-up. As I always, want, I always said that when I got my blue belt, that I wanted to start kickboxing and just see what that was all about. So, uh, so I started doing kickboxing with him, and then it was a, a probably maybe a month, a month and a half after that, the gym opened back up with like a no contact, like you couldn't, yeah, couldn't, you know, everybody's doing a square thing. Yeah. yeah, so we're doing our own like solo drills in a square, six feet apart. Right. Uh, we did that for a while. We did it with trying to do it with masks for a minute, and that was just awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, so yeah, so that was, but I was still working from home at the time. Um, so it was, it was kind of crazy. And then the person who was overseeing all the uh, administrative stuff decided to leave through all that, you know, personal reasons, whatever she, she left. And there was really nobody to do that administrative stuff and, you know, signing people up and, and getting people to sign waivers before they start and you know, working on the schedule and stuff like that. So I said, well, hell, I, I work from home. Uh, I've done some small business consulting in the past. So I understand how to run a business. I said, I'm more than happy to step up and, and give you guys a hand and, I can be here whenever, uh, and I can work out of you know work out of the gym if I need to. So uh, yeah, I offered I offered that up, and they took me up on it. So I started becoming very very involved in the day to day running of the gym. Well, yeah, well day to day running, you've installed all the LED lights on the mats. Yeah. You did the weight on the room, ceiling, you know, the all, <laughs> and I mean you you've done a ton here. Yeah, so the wall wrestling wall up. And, yeah, it it. Uh, it's been cool watching you do your thing there. Yeah, I mean that's. Well, I mean it's not really jujitsu. We're kind of going off, but at the same time, like the gym, you gotta have a gym, right? Yeah. I guess you don't have to, but you know what? Helps a lot, right? Helps. So you know you have that, and then we've talked about this before, like our dad role here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's funny. Yeah, people yeah. come to us with. All sorts of, how do I change my tire? How do I change my yeah. oil? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what should I do here? Yeah. 
know, where's a good place to take her on my second date? Right. What? right. <laughs> I didn't know people still dated. Like, I, I just haven't do it online. dated 20 years. How the hell do I know? <laughs> Tinder? Is that a thing? Right. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what do you, what, how do you feel about that? About the dad role here? Because I mean, we, we are parents yeah. and we have our own kids that. Well, and to be fair, I mean, I've to... got a 14 year old. She'll be 14 this Saturday uh, or Sunday. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm 41 years old, so I probably could be most of these people's dad, right? So rolling with 20-year-olds is not not inconceivable that I would have a 20-year-old child. So, yeah, I, I would just be the fun uncle. For sure. Yeah. For like, sure. I don't, I don't know. That and that's how I try to think about it as a fun uncle because I just don't like the idea of thinking that I could be their father. Uh, yeah, I think ultimately, though, it's, it's good, right? So it, it, it puts us in a bit of a different position to where – you know, we're not looking to go a thousand miles an hour every day. No, we're looking to train. You know, for me personally, and I think um, you know, you're in the same boat. Where we're just looking to train without getting hurt. Right. right. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm like, man, if I can just train until I'm like 70, like that would be so awesome. Oh yeah, if I could just move when I'm 70. Well, I mean, if I, I could shrimp. I, I'd be impressed time. if you can move when you're 45. I, that's very true. Uh, you get you get hurt a I'm lot. Talking about going 100 miles an hour, you got my hazard lights on. I'm, <laughs> I'm living down the road <laughs> in the slow <laughs> just, Yeah, let me get there. It's, it's like those. But yeah, I, I think it's a it's a good thing. I think it's 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 tough at times, uh, but at the same time. You know, I, I've lived by a philosophy of help everyone around me get whatever it is that they want. And by doing that, I found that I've always gotten whatever it is that I need. Yeah. Uh, so no matter if that's at work or my personal that's life. Or, I like that. Yeah. And I, I think I, I transverse that into jiu-jitsu in here at the gym. And, you know, it's seemed to work so far. So I've progressed pretty well and had some personal wins myself. So. Yeah. And I've alluded to this earlier. You know, we, we teach the kids class yep. on uh, Tuesdays here. And I really do enjoy that. You know, um, even coming even coming off of my back injury, you know, I'm I was here on Tuesday with you helping out teaching the best I could. But just the ones that really want to understand it, you can tell, and they're it's because they're older, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, it's that's just rewarding to me, just yeah. you know, seeing that light bulb click. Because we do have a couple of younger kids that are they're pretty good. We yeah, do. they're we do. they're uh, they're going to be something to to deal with when they're older but yeah so my I mean, my daughter started when she was three and a half and and not to to brag on my kid but uh she's she's pretty okay yeah no she's a beast pretty sure she's made out of dark matter yeah oh, absolutely <laughs> i remember the first time i picked that girl up yeah yeah i mean she's a hefty little fella. she is but she doesn't appear to be hefty. no she's not i wouldn't call her fat by any means no uh she's just really heavy yeah uh she's strong got a great base her side control is horrible for the person yeah. on the bottom uh so yeah i think it's it's been you know the kids class is fun uh i think the reason that we did that originally was so victor gondam uh he runs our kids program here now he he's he's helping around the gym also but he's been running the kids program for a while now since before covid and what he wasn't able to do was train right because yeah. he's always around the kids program so right. our kids program is the same time as the adult um you know, regular class, the, the regular BJJ class. So he uh, he doesn't ever get to train. So you know, Sean and I kind of looked at each other and said, well, you know, we can cover the kids' class at least once a week so you can get one good, solid drilling training in. Right. 
Because he's a really young, talented kid. He so. is. He's 18 years old. He'll be so on the athletic. show. He's definitely going to be on the show. Uh, if he could wake up early enough in the morning, he would be a co-host with us. Yeah, he can. Vic, where you at, buddy? Yeah. Where you at? He's sleeping. Yeah, he's definitely. We sleeping. do this really early in the morning, folks. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, we, we got here about a little after 5.30 this morning yeah. to, to get this going. So Anyway, uh, so yeah, Vic's super talented. He's a purple belt. He's 18 years old. He's got... Just, he's got a huge future in front of him. So we want to make sure we paved the way for him to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, in fact, we just got back from Tennessee. So we're part of a Sean Hammonds affiliate. So for those of you who don't know, Team Sean Hammonds, look him up. He was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, based out of Tennessee, Guardian MMA down in Tennessee. Really cool guy. Very cool guy. Really, I mean, he's, he's under Lloyd Irving. Uh, just really, really professional. He was a wrestler. Uh, I mean, his jiu-jitsu obviously is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. But not only is his jiu-jitsu phenomenal, but he's he has this propensity for finding talent and then helping grow that talent. Yeah. So he really gives back to the sport. He does by doing that. He does. Awesome guy. Uh, hopefully, it'd be really cool if we could have Sean on. I don't know if he has time to do that, but uh, it'd be that'd be cool. That'd be real cool. That would be really deep. Uh, so we'll see. No promises. Turn everything lined up. So Sean, if you're hearing this for any reason, you actually listen to this podcast. Uh, it would be amazing to have you on, but yeah, no. Um, He's just gonna look up our matches, and be like, nah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't like, say my name again. Please. So I, you know, I think it's apropos <laughs> that we talk about why we call this Panda uh, Panda Journeys. Uh, so Sean and I also started a five thirty a.m. class. Yes. So we come in Monday through Thursday, five a.m. It's important to, to tell that origin story though, because I used to be a runner. Okay, and then you know, I, I'm just riddled with. Arthritis, apparently. Is that what you call it? That's what I was told here recently. Arthritis? So I wanted to start running again, and Nick wanted to start losing some weight. This is October of last year. It wasn't just losing weight, though. So I've been building cardio. So I did my first tournament, and uh, I had two matches. Was that the Corvette one? Yes, that was the Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, Dr. Fuji. Uh, First one I had ever done. And my first (laughs) match, uh, we were tied. We're tied 2-2, and it went to overtime. And I get done, and I remember in the middle of the match, at one point, I was in bottom. I kind of remember. I was in bottom. I think I had half guard. Might have been side control. I forget. But I just, I remember looking up the clock, and I saw two minutes left on the clock. And that's a five-minute clock. Like, it is nothing big at all, right? Five minutes in, so so for three minutes into a five-minute round, I look at the clock, and I go, man. If I tap out of just pure exhaustion, like, is that a thing? <laughs> I just don't have the cardio to finish this. And I remember saying to myself, but you can't do that. Don't like, do that, Jesus, right. Jesus, what kind of idiot are you? Just so pass out uh, before you do that. So I remember that. And then we get done, and, and I looked at the scoreboard, and it was tied, and I was like, oh, crap. So in, in Fuji, they do another minute. It's one minute first to, first to get points, right? So sudden death kind of thing. And we went the full minute. Nobody got any points, so it went to a judge's decision. And the other guy got the win. Uh, my coaches obviously supported me and said that they shouldn't have, whatever. Uh, but I remember the biggest, somebody says compete because you'll learn. And it doesn't matter if you win or you lose, but what do you learn? Well, I learned in that minute right there, in minute three of that round, that I needed better cardio. <laughs> That's Maybe. what I knew. So I get off the mat and literally, if you've ever been to, to a Fuji, uh, I, I think most tournaments are, are similar to this. But at this point, they didn't have like the on deck and all that stuff. It was just right. literally... They oh, call your name, no, you ran to the mat. Uh, yeah, it's that round robin stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I literally stepped off the mat. This is the best part of the story. And they call my name, the ref at the same table, 
calls me and says, Nicholas Chernoff to Matt Four. And I turned around and looked at him and I said, what'd you say? He said, Nicholas Chernoff, Matt Four. I'm like, I'm Nicholas Chernoff and fuck you. Uh, so, so sorry for the language there, folks. This is a family right that show, but that's exactly what I said. I'm quoting myself. And of course, everybody around me starts laughing, right? Because I'm gassed. Like, I'm toast. I just said I couldn't even make it to, to, through the third minute of that round. And the, the guy just looked at me and he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then they up a little bit. So they bought me a couple minutes to try it. I, I looked at my coach, Tyler Hampton. I looked and I said, Tyler, my hands don't work. My forearms don't work. Like, nothing worked. Because, you know, white belt just grips Killer death, grip, right? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I got through the second match and, you know, it was what it was. And then we get back and I, I looked at Sean and I said, man, I, I got to have cardio. I got to do this next tournament. I think it was a month or two away. I said, I, 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 my goal for that tournament is to just be able to get through any any and all rounds that I have. So yeah. all I want to do is get through my matches and not be completely fried in the middle of the match. So, again, Sean's a runner. So Sean's like, well, let's start running in the morning. I'm like, I hate running. I think we've already talked about this. But it's cardio, right? And it's going to get that cardio up. So it was the thing to do. So Sean would come to my house at about 5, 5.30 in the morning and uh, we would go for a run. So my neighborhood, we've got a really good running path. Yeah. It's just about three miles. So we do that every morning, and then Sean didn't drink coffee. Sean was no. not a coffee drinker. I, on the other hand, consume coffee like a power lifter uh, drinks creatine. I mean, I was, I, yeah. I love coffee. So I'd invite Sean in for a cup of coffee. He's like, ah, I don't drink coffee. And I'm like, ah, oh, come on, it's good coffee. So I ended up getting him to drink coffee, because you got to put a splash of water in there. So yeah. it pulls it down, because mm -hmm. he... Can't have anything hotter than a baby. I yeah, I, I don't don't like hot or extremely cold stuff. So it's everything's got to be room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> so we started running, and we take a little caption afterwards, a little, little Insta picture. I'll do it for the Insta, and uh, but both holding our coffee mugs, all sweaty, and then we you know kind of go on with our day, take a shower, get ready for work, and all that stuff. And uh, then I got to I think November ish. And yeah, we're here in Northern Kentucky, so it, it gets cold. Well, you you brought it up. You said, "What are what are we gonna do when it gets cold?" And yeah, I said we're just gonna bundle up and just keep running. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the question. And I said, "No." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it was it was partly because I hate running, uh, but also that I don't like cold. And you put two things I really don't like together, and I'm really just not about doing this. First, get up at five thirty in the morning to do it. So we said, "Well, why don't we go to the gym?" We'll, we'll go to the gym in the morning, and you know, there's a key for for folks to use at the time. So we started coming to the gym, and, and Sean and I just started working out. And then Sean and I got close. We, we, we were four striped white belts. Yep. And, uh, you know, kind of talking to our coaches. We He he wanted to see some things from us specifically and uh, wanted to see us do, do a couple of things to get to that next level. And so we're like, you know, at least twice a week we should probably just train. Just you and I, let's kind of work on different things and work right. on whatever was going on that week. Um, and, and our coach at the time was doing, like, YouTube videos. So you could watch the YouTube right. videos and keep practicing the thing. Uh, and then, you know, in order to keep cardio up beyond jiu-jitsu, we, we started doing weight training. So uh, Sean's got a background in, what is it, kinesthetic? Applied physiology and kinesiology. Do that one more time. Applied physiology and kinesiology. Right, so, so there you go. And it's, it's so. a specialization in fitness and wellness. Right. That's what my degree is. Fancy in. words. Yeah, I love degrees. They're so long. Yeah, they're absolutely long, and I sell cars, by the way. But, yeah, so... All of a sudden, we started showing up. We started lifting. Oh, and, and we're taking Instagram pictures. Too. Or, right. right. So we would post it to Facebook and stuff and just try to, you know, pull people out. 
And all of a sudden, one day, people just started showing up. Well, before that, though, people would say, you guys get here at what time? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to come. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Dude, where are you at? Joe okay. Blow? Okay. Oh, I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't make it this morning. Well, you couldn't yeah. make it because you couldn't get out of bed. Yeah, the thing is, yeah. the gravitational pull from my bed. <laughs> yeah. But then people did, right? Yeah. People started to show up to see what it was all about. And I remember one morning, it, it is my profile picture still on my Facebook, when we had 14 people on the yeah. mat. At five thirty in the morning, yeah, uh, rolling. And I think it's important to to note that. Um, so I don't I don't know how we came up with the name Panda Power Hour because everyone called you the Panda. Okay, and that makes sense. I was joking, and I was making fun of a promotion that we used to fight for in stand up. Uh-huh. Because they have the blank hour, right? So, and I was like, I'm just going to put the word power behind Panda, and it's the Panda Power Hour. There you go. And it just kind of stuck. Yeah. It, it, and uh, so, by the way, fast forward through my journey. Uh, we'll end with my weight today, but um, significantly less weight, but still, yeah, I'm a pretty girthy fella. Uh, no, no doubt about it. But I roll similarly to that, right? So you think about a panda... Uh, kind of heavier animal that like just kind of has fun and just goofs around and I don't take myself too seriously. Yeah. Uh, you know, as Sean said, I like to, to laugh and talk when I roll and I'll talk about Transformers and ask people what their favorite Transformer is. Oh, uh, we both do. Uh, yeah, stick your, your lapel in your ear. And yeah, right. Make funny noises. And, <laughs> uh, and it's just fun. It's just a, it's a place to have a good time and, and, and get some exercise in and learn some, some new skills. Uh, but I, I think that's the biggest thing is that we took away a lot of the uh, intensity and a lot of the yeah. intimidation. Right? Yeah. So we had parents in here from kids that you could tell when they sat and watched their kids, they wanted to do it. Yeah. But they weren't ready to get out on the big map. Exactly. They're like, I don't want to go with that brown belt where it's faded to where it looks almost white. Or the, or the 22-year-old college wrestler who is right. you know, huge and athletic and fast. And, exactly. Yeah, that's a good so, point because, yeah, we did have a lot of folks that day. We did. That, that uh, so our numbers go up, they go down, but um, but yeah, we make it fun. And Nick and I, we roll together exactly the same way. I mean, we're, we'll have a full on conversation. We had a fifteen minute what fifteen eighteen minute roll the other day, yeah. and it, just straight eighteen minutes of rolling, and we're just talking the whole time. <laughs> so I mean, we're not going you know full speed, but at the same time, we it's a good pace. Yeah, um, that's good. Uh, and I got warned in my last tournament for talking. He so. did. So Sean actually at one point, one of the coaches said, "Sean." Trying to get his attention, he just looks up and goes, "What's up, buddy?" <laughs> <laughs> so, but I was trying to explain to the ref, like that's that's what I do. Yeah. You know, that's we yeah. just we see. Have I whisper more because uh, one, it's a bit more intimidating in a tournament. It's a little, <laughs> little more weird, and it kind of puts people off a bit more. Uh, yeah, so <clears> my favorite one is you smell different. <laughs> <You're awake. laughs> you can't see this in public, Sean. Depending on my partner, it may say a bit more uh, interesting things. That, Make it fun. Uh, but, yeah, so we started the Panda Power Hour, um, and, yeah, so Sean and I do that, too. And I think going back to, you know, why we do all this, right? We do this because we love the sport. We do yep. this because we're trying to grow personally, uh, and we do this because we love to see people around us grow. And that's yep. exactly what we see from Panda Power Hour, be it at the weight training. So we do weight training two days a week. We do jiu-jitsu two, two days a week. And either way, uh, I think we, we see people grow. You see people get better. You know, there's a couple people that come in pretty consistently. I'll give them a shout out. Chris. Chris. Ziegler. Yeah. Uh, dude, you know, again, parent, right? So his yeah. daughter trains. Uh, really good. daughter's a killer. Really good. She's really good. And uh, She's better than Chris. Uh, I, absolutely. <laughs> I'll I mean, say it. <laughs> she, she's about a third the size of him, uh, if not less. 
And uh, yeah, she's awesome. So so Chris has been coming consistently. He's probably oh, one of the most consistent time. people. Yeah. Um, and just he's gotten so much better. It's amazing to watch him roll today as compared to when he first started. Oh, absolutely. It's exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah, so that's that's Panda Power Hour. That's 5.30 every morning, folks. If you're in Kentucky, in the northern Kentucky area, you want to come by and check us out, please feel free. Love yep. here. Absolutely. Yeah, Any anytime. And if anybody wants to come on by, just give us a shout. Let us know. Cool. So, uh, yeah, kind of wrapping up today, one stripe blue belt. So Sean and I are both uh, in the same 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 level there. Uh, and I weighed in at the last tournament at 246. So I've lost a total of 100 pounds in the three years I've been doing this. And so come back from COVID, That's um, awesome. you know, really kind of buckled down. I think we're talking about that for a minute. Come back from COVID, yeah. really buckled down and, and, and figured out some dietary things and, and really worked on uh, just getting better and getting healthier. Yeah. Awesome, man. It is. Any words of wisdom before you leave today? Yeah, don't wait. Don't wait. I'm 38. I was 38 when I started. I'm 41 now. I think everybody says the same thing. I wish I would have started sooner. So if you haven't started, Start. If you started and stopped, start again. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. So you can do that. Start again. Start again. Uh, don't worry about the the knee injury from 1985. I promise it's never going to go away. Uh, and and you train smart, train hard, and and that won't bother you as long as you're you know smart about it, right? Don't, don't yeah. do stupid stuff. But right. Um, yeah, train train hard. Have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. And I think ultimately, again, everybody has a different journey. Mine started as a weight loss journey. It's turned into a love of jiu-jitsu. It's been my whole life. I have you know, tattoos dedicated to it. Um, my, my kids, like I said, my, my 14-year-old trained jiu-jitsu. My wife started training jiu-jitsu recently. Five-year-old started when she was three and a half, so we're definitely a jiu-jitsu family. And I think the, the community around jiu-jitsu, I know at least at Triple Crown and other gyms that I've been at, it's just such a good atmosphere. It's healthy people looking to do the right thing with the right mindset. Not a whole lot of negativity in most gyms. I mean, certainly there's a one-off. But yeah, there's there's always onesies, twosies. For sure. Um, but they, it's not normally negative. They normally take themselves way too serious. I, okay. And every role's the yep. Pan Ams or yep. whatever. And just, yeah, yeah I, and that's going to exist, right? But I think right. large in part, it's a, it's a good environment. Yeah. Good people looking to do good things. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't started, start. If you have started, keep going. And uh, if you started and stopped, get back after it. I think that's uh, – and just don't take yourself too seriously. Learn. Be open to learning. I think that beginner's mindset is something that I've really tried to adopt throughout my entire life, right? I think I think jiu-jitsu and the lessons learned in jiu-jitsu, and this is probably true for any martial art, traverse through all of life. Right. right? So being comfortable in uncomfortable situations and putting yourself in vulnerable situations, you know, those are all things that you learn – Physically, in mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. Right? And I think that, that that definitely is is no different than in life. You know, put yourself out there in those, those tough situations, and you're going to grow from it. And you're going to get better. So, um, yeah, those are my fatherly words of wisdom, I suppose. I think that's a good good background on you, though. Awesome. So now people know, they know a little bit more about the panda. A little bit. So, um, excited to continue this, uh, this podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed listening about my story and, and got to know me a little bit better. Next, we're going to listen to probably Sean, probably Sean's story, and how that all went down, and uh, where he came from, where he goes. And again, if anybody wants to be on the podcast, please let us know. Drop us a note, drop us a line, and uh, you know, definitely looking to get as many people on here as possible. And Sean and I, one stripe blue belts, um, don't profess to know anything, let alone everything. 
but we all have a journey. We all came from somewhere. We all started somewhere. Right. Uh, and we're all somewhere today. So what does that look like? And everybody's different. And we want to hear what your story is. So again, if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. Even if you're not in the Kentucky area, we can certainly use, uh, we have tools that allow us to be remote. And, uh, you know, we'll make a time that works for you. So there you go. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, folks. Stay safe.